All right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Unbothered Brothers. It's your boy KG. Phil, unfortunately, is uh, not going to make it with us today. He's out about with his girl, getting ready for a little vacation trip, but it's all right. Uh, for our host today, or for our guest today, we got a man I've long for, known for a while that we worked with uh, before in the school system, Mr. Drake here. Go ahead and say something, Mr. Yo, Drake. Yo, 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 what's going on, KG? What's good? I'm blessed, man. One day at a time, one day at a time, working out right. and all that. Yeah, I see you doing your thing on, on uh, the top. Yeah, I'm uh. I was down. I went from 275. I'm now waiting myself this morning, 262. So, got to keep at it. Thank you. I love food. That's the tough thing about it. But, uh, oh, yeah. You know, I, you know, what I do for that, for that is, um, I allow myself to binge during the holidays because I know my family is a cooking family. But other than that, and my doctor said it best it's okay to eat that stuff on the holiday, it's just the rest of the time can't eat every day like it's Thanksgiving. So yeah. right now I'm working out eating healthy holiday time. I eat what I want. But um our topics today, we're gonna keep it short with two simple topics. Okay. Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State for Colorado and Lori Harvey's one million dollar NDA requirement to date. Wow. But uh let's get right into it. Uh prime time Deion Sanders, what I consider is the greatest corner of all time and the reason I'm a Cowboys fan, yeah. even Jackson State for Colorado, and a lot of our people are upset about it. What are your thoughts? Well, I would uh, first ask them, why are they upset? Um, first and foremost, I think that what Deion Primetime Sanders did, you know, on the field uh, for Black people, he is an icon. He's a legend. He's definitely going down in history on the field and off the field. Um, when he went to Jackson State, um, he uh, was, uh, I think he started out trying to get into one of the um, the uh, PWIs. Oh, yeah. The Power Five conferences. He got. He, he definitely attempted. I think Florida State was looking for a coach. Right. And uh, he wasn't given the opportunity then. So um, he went to Jackson State, um, and he was given the opportunity, and um, he was there for two years. Was it two three, or three, three, three years. years. Okay, he was there for three years, and um, in those three years, who has accomplished what he has in Jackson State? I don't think. Well, I, let me rephrase. I know nobody's accomplished okay. what he has. Who has accomplished what he has in SWAC? Absolutely nobody. Okay, so what's 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 the problem? <laughs> That's what I would say. What's the problem? All of those people who uh, claim uh, that Dion, um, and you know, you hear what they're saying, like it, you know, um, sell out. He sold out. Actually, I would say he bought in, and Very. he bought in. He. Um, has done so much for Jackson State and for HBCUs as a whole. And I just feel personally from after listening to his reasons why he was not staying, um, I just I just don't feel like, you know, as we were talking about, you know, the energy has to match each other. Yeah. I don't think the energy was matched. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree um, with 
I wholly, I wholly agree with the whole statement. His energy not being matched. He um he talked about how much he did for the school and all. And it's tough for HBCUs, I understand. Comparatively, um, how you said he bought in. I think of when I was coaching high school football, we had a motto, buy in. Buy in and this will, you know, work out for you. Now we didn't coach this year. Fortunately, some nepotism got us out and a new coaching staff in, but we're still in contact with those players. Majority of those players have contacted us in one way or another saying this should have been our year. Because they they end up losing like the second round of playoffs, second or third round of playoffs. And yeah, the third round. And they contacted us and they said, We know if you guys were still here, we would have went to states because we bought in. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people see tough love at first and they cower away from it. But they had said at the end of it, like, hey, we bought into the program. And we look at that team that we had and we're like, we would have definitely won the States. Um, and what the media isn't always showing you is the behind the scenes. i seen a clip and it's one of the clips that a lot of people don't see, aren't seeing. It was a clip of him having a meeting with the guys and uh, with the team, the trainers, all that. And when he, after he made the announcement that he's leaving for Colorado and they were thanking him. Hey, I never thought that I would be able to play for a school that, you know, turn around and this and third from where I was coming from in high school. You know, you done taught me so much. You're a family man. You know, you done helped me out. You had the players thanking him. The, the, the trainers, one of the girls that said, like, yo, you did so much for the school, having a new field, mm-hmm. new uniforms. You Absolutely. know, even the cheerleaders. Yes. Which has nothing to do with coaching. Exactly. It's, um, they said that, uh, and I saw a point that it was also made about it is, because people say, well, they feel like he's leaving the boys in the second third. And I don't think he's leaving the boys the way people make it sound. What I think it's more more or less is like this is you've had an influ- influential male thing in your life before, right? Absolutely. Now, uh, with some influential male figures, they're not in your life, but the message is still there. Yes. For those that, yeah, for those who allow it to sink in, you know? Yeah. Some people, you know, you cannot penetrate, but yeah, you're right. So that's why I look at it is if his message landed, the family instilled values, when he's instilled values in those players, mm-hmm. is that message there for him? We had a player, um, I had a coach, we still have our old group chat between the coaches. The head coach had hit us up and let us know about one player who um, contacted him out of the blue. It's like, I, I want to apologize, you know, um, I just want to let you know that you guys got to me. You know, the way y'all talked to me, this and third, the way you guys helped me out, I wish I could have done more for y'all as a player and as an individual, you know. I mean, it was just – like I, I had a message in my phone, and it was just like it brought a tear to us, to, to us as a staff, hearing this one player saying, hey, y'all really did something for me in my life. I wish I could have done more for y'all, you know. And he's not down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. It's just – he realized it clicked. He was like, seeing how this new coaching staff is, mm-hmm. and they don't talk to us the way y'all do. Now, now we're rough coaches, but we still care about, you know, our players. Hey, what's your grades like? Oh, we're not under – we're not over this GPA. We will forfeit a game. And the fact that y'all was so hard on us about school and y'all gave us life lessons and these new coaching staff, they don't do that. You know, he was like, yo, I just want to let you know that y'all meant something to us. And I said, that that damn near brought a tear to my eye hearing, hearing about this kid. He was not a problem child or anything like that. You know, he just, he just kind of thinks 
Yeah. I can be lackadaisical about some things, and I'm just so thankful because at 17, 18 years old, he has that realization right. and wants to do something with himself. But uh, I, and he could have fell through the cracks. Yeah, and that's what a lot of our you know young black um, impressionable men, young boys, um, uh, have the uh, ability to just fall to the cracks. And people like yourself, people like myself, people like. Um, of course, primetime Deanna Sanders, you know, are those people that are making a difference. And I and I just feel like when, you know, you got people saying, oh, you should have stayed. Oh, I mean, but they're like, but, but what were you doing? You can sit in the peanut gallery and you can, you can, you can talk a good game, but until you're actually doing something, you, 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 you're not helping. You're not really doing anything other than then you know you might as well just be, you might as well just be playing for the other team. You know, and we don't we don't know what's going on through Primetime's mind. But here's how I would if I'm Jackson State, here's how I will play it. I would get a hold of the media first and foremost. Thank you for Deion Sanders, everything he's done for us as a university, our football team, et cetera, et cetera. The attention he's brought to HBCUs. A. B, behind closed doors, hey, Prime, I understand you're leaving. Are there any guys who you would recommend to come coach to us? Because now <clears throat> what they don't realize they can capitalize on is, you know, they got a ruling rule in the NFL. You got to interview a, a minority before you can hire anybody, you know. A lot of people take advantage of that. Now you're saying this. We want our spot to be a coaching spot for minorities. Let's get a high-profile coach. Let's get a Tony Dungy, you know, a Lovey, Lovey Smith. Now let's get these famous black guys who can coach. Let's get them to high school, and they can just keep the ball rolling. It may not be Deion Sanders' avalanche, you know, when you think of a cartoon, the avalanche ball rolling, but we can keep this rolling. And that's exactly what I would do with that because sometimes I feel like with black people, we would rather see our own struggle, struggle one step at a time instead of taking 20 steps forward. And we got to understand, you know, they say – Money doesn't change you. You're not supposed to change for this and third. But you need to change. I, I'd be damned if I became a world-class athlete and I'm still hanging around with Pookie and Ray Ray, mm-hmm. you know, in the hood doing hood stuff. Right. Randy Moss had a whole story about that. The people he hung out with, and he was innocent. He had no parts of it or whatnot. But it was just the people he hung out with right. who were involved or something. I would be damned if I do that. It, 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 and I just feel like with our people, they want to see us. Oh, well, you should have kept struggling with us. Hell, they could have worked it out to where, Dion, we know you're going there for this amount of money. You think you still donate something to our school and help our school out. So, yeah, so they do have a coach now. So they got um, yeah. the old uh, offense of one of the coordinators, right? Um, T.C. TC Johnson. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but I think – that was a good move, and I and I commend that brother for um, coming back because, from my understanding, he used to be a Jackson State uh, student, uh, student athlete. So I feel like that was good. At the same time, I know he has a long road ahead of him, yeah. trying to fill those shoes of a, of a Deion Sanders, and he's going to need every bit of help he can uh, uh, possibly muster. But as far as Dion giving back to Jackson State, I feel like he's giving enough. I don't think like he should give any more. Oh yeah, yeah. The reason being is because no one else did anything. I don't. I mean, not even alumni. 
had gone into their pockets. Did you know, like, even to, I think it was the last game, they played something during, you know, the marching band, played some some kind of song, One Monkey Don't Stop No Show. And I felt like that that was just, that was just like to me, I don't know how Deion Sanders felt, but knowing what I know, what he done for that program and for that school and for, for HBCUs in general, to me, it kind of sealed it for me. You know, I really don't want to say what I feel, you know, because, yeah. you know, I feel I, I just feel like our people, black people, you know, um, especially when you think of the HBCUs are supposed to be the best of us. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, it's a it's a black eye on them, I feel. Um, and they they really um it, I mean they and then you know he was breaking into his son's cars and they, it's it's just a lot that he was dealing with that I feel if you seriously know the whole thing and you still fault Deion Sanders, you really need to check yourself. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm not saying in his thing, I'm not saying Absolutely. I'm not saying because he went to Colorado State, he should get uh mm-hmm. oh well let me divvy up some of my check to them. This yeah, there. No, if if they could do a send off the proper way, then they could probably say, Hey, can you help us out? But you gotta realize what this man has done for the school. And then when we talk about how you mentioned how HBCUs are for our players, ten percent of the Pro Football Hall of Fame members, so three thirty-four out of three fifty-four, went to HBCUs. You know, it's a point in time where HBCUs were were dominant in college football, and a lot of people don't know that. When you look at Shannon Sharp went to HBCU, um, Savannah. Yeah, uh, I think Sterling Sharp, his brother, went there also, um, but. Then I have to fact check that, but HBCUs were beating teams like Alabama. What we know today is Alabama. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, a lot of times when we look at these big schools and all, here's another fact: a lot of people don't know. You, you know, colleges are free until black people can go to them. Mm-hmm. Henceforth, yeah, a lot of these PWIs they were free. That's why so many people were just going to college. Black people start going to them; they charge for them and all. Yeah. So we end up creating our own schools. A little history fact for those who didn't know. So now you're saying this. We have our own schools, but we're not putting money into them because they also cost so much. A lot of – now I went to originally Clark Atlanta before I um, came up and finished at Towson. Mm-hmm. They cost so much that it's like if I don't become a millionaire, what do you really want me to donate? You know, because – you get a basic, you get a, if you get a simple education, you're not making that much type of money. What can I really donate? Now you can, I'm pretty sure the alumni can come up with something, do fundraisers, thing like that. I, I assisted with a youth football program and I want to say we made like 18,000 in a year just off of donations, doing a fundraiser at once a month. So you mean tell me you can't come up with money for that school? And it's sad because you're going to see it sink. Jackson State, when we talk about things that he's done for the school, was second in uniforms that they had, mm-hmm. only behind Oregon. If you know Oregon, you know nobody's matching them in uniforms. Uniform, Oregon has yeah, a different yeah, uniform, yeah, like, yeah. for every practice, damn near. Yeah. You know, I, I they have a underwater treadmill at the facility. Like, the owner of Nike, uh, Nike's founder, went to Oregon. That's why they have so many uniforms. Um, so they were second behind Oregon. And it's wow. not even close. Wow. Uh, yeah, I believe he had a uniform. Uh, Dion had a uniform for every, every every something, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
what else was it uh, statistically? Um, him going to Colorado, he pulled a bunch of HBCU coaches. He pulled Kent State's officer or head coach or officer coordinator. He pulled a head, head coach because they were saying, what type of guy, what type of power does Dion have the way you say, I'm going to leave head coach position for a demotion. But his offense, statistically speaking, there's a website uh, that checks out the player stat, uh, the offensive stats, how productive your offense really is comparatively. Kent State's offense was second or third, and I think they were only behind Michigan. So Kent State, little FCS, uh, HBCU was second behind the number two team in the country right now. Yeah. So that's saying what type of power he has with going to these type of uh, right. with this type of school. I think he's going to do great things. He's going to turn Colorado around instantly. They, you know, and the media's trying to paint him out to be a bad guy. But yes, it, they are. But yes, they are. He, let me let me ask you this though: Did you see that game he had with the? Uh, I can't remember the coach's name. I know exactly what you're talking about. The one who said he's not swat. Yeah. 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 What do you think of that? It's one of those we want. It's 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 almost compared compared relatable to colorism. You know, you black, but you're not black black. That's exactly what I think exactly. of it. That's exactly what I think exactly. of it. You know, oh, well, you. you that's, that's a perfect, uh, 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 that's a perfect explanation. You, you uppity black. It's kind of like uh, Michigan's Fab Five, how they looked at Duke, Duke black players like, yo, y'all not black. Y'all ain't come up from the, the hood and whatnot. Coach K ain't going down to, you know, I'm from Baltimore. Coach K ain't going down to Mon Diamond Mall and, and North Avenue to look for these black players. No, nah, he's going to Towson for, comparatively for D.C. area. Will say you're not going to Southeast DC, you right, know. Right. Yeah, I got you on that. You, 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 he's going to go to Northwest DC though, by all means, yeah. you know. And that that that's night and day. But that's exactly how I look at it. And I feel like that coach owes him a party. And it's something. It's it's the crab in the barrel mentality a lot of black folk have. Absolutely, I, I think that um, when you make moves like that, you're not really seeing the big picture. Like that coach only is, you know. I guess whatever swag is in his mind, he was not looking at, you know, um, he wasn't looking at, hey, this is history we're making here. This man, he, we talking about too many chiefs and not enough Indians, right? Right. Well, if you're thinking like, well, this guy is taking on the limelight, what do you say he was cutting through the, you know, my formations, you know? He was doing whatever that was irritating me instead of just falling back, you know, and looking at the big picture. Um, I, I just feel like that's part of our people's problem. If you're not even going to contribute, don't uh, don't tear it down. Just don't just just stay out of the way. I mean, he could have just, you know, gave gave, you know, gave the man. You know the handshake, you know the embrace. Instead, and then he pushed him in the chest. I, I just felt like, you know, the other side was happy about that. They they enjoyed. It. Yeah, they like that because you know controversy is what you know. That's what fuels this this the society that we live in right now. You know, you you can make a a a, a a a a you know a world star moment and go viral, and you know. I just feel like it was just another world star moment. But when you look at it, this is supposed to be two adults, two college grown leaders, grown men who are leaders of young men. It just was a it just was a bad look all around. It was
was a bad look all around, and I, and I think he really need. I'm not saying he he should um, he, well he, he, I'm not saying he would apologize for it, you know, but you know, uh, he should at least uh, uh give him a call or something. I don't know. I don't. I, I just. I just. I didn't like it. I always believe that the apology has to match the uh yeah, transgression. Should. If it's I something like that, I agree, but. It would have to be on the field again, and that's a once in a lifetime moment. Well, he can make a public announcement, you know, apology. Yeah, he could make a public apology. He could, but you know, sometimes, if you think about it, sometimes you only get one time, right? That's true. You don't always get redos. You don't always get do overs. And sometimes we, you know, sorry isn't enough. And I just feel like our people, black people. You know, we have this, um, you know, this bad, bad bitch, this, this, this bad, uh, you know, this bad bitch mentality, even, even as far as like, um, you know, we just, we just feel like we can't be checked. We, you know, we can't be told, you know, uh, uh, which, which direction go, to go, um, because we just have this, this, this inflated view of who we are. And I think that that was something that that coach had. He has an inflated view of who he really is and doesn't see himself as a player, sees himself more than what he is. You know, and but like you said, uh, that's not something that can happen overnight. Um, Absolutely not. It's something that takes time. And um, unfortunately, you know that 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 was that you know situation with Dion. I, I I feel like this point on, Dion is going to um, get everything that he was initially looking for because I don't know if that's something that was going to be um, a fourth year too. Um, I knew it's I, well. I felt like at some point, you know, he was going to leave, especially find, after I found out what was going on at, at the school. You know. Um, with everything that he had to go through, I did not anticipate, you know, Dion to stay long. Honestly, I didn't know what um, what to expect from him. Well, I mean, I felt like he was um, just just think about it. It's no different than you, right? Right. Like you and me. Well, I know I'll take myself for example. Um, when I left the school system, I knew I was going above and beyond. And just for the simple fact of who we are, black men in the school system, Dion was a black man with his stature, who he was. And he, I'm not going to call it a step down, right? but if we call a spade a spade, what is it? He could have just stayed back, spent his millions. He was already, he's already a millionaire. He didn't have to go to Jackson State, but he decided to go. But I felt like he was going and with the intention or with the thought that, um, you know, people are going to, you know, see me, primetime Deion Sanders, and just, you know, we're going to start building this thing together. Even with the administration at the school system, I felt like he thought because this is him, primetime, going to the Jackson State school system, everybody is just going to just start, you know, kumbaya and building it together. But I don't, I, my, my thing was this, did he know that just because these are educated, you know, 
um, scholarly um, um, institution um, institution uh, 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 educators, their mentality is still that of that of say like I don't know an everyday person, you know, who you see in the street. Because that's what I was thinking when I was seeing some of the things, like even with the um, the disrespectful band music, you know. That's something I can't get over. That's they they should have been. They should have been more right? thankful. That's yeah. something you see on Love and Hip Hop, maybe. You know. Yeah. You wouldn't expect that from, uh, you know, somebody. Now maybe some of the kids in the school. I mean, we all went to college, right? I went to the ECSU, so you would expect that you know, you know, the kids, the freshmen, you know, to go do that, but. You had a thing that was that came from somewhere up top, right? Who did that? Maybe maybe the band leader, or maybe the um the music um instructor at the time, right? Right. So why wouldn't they the ones that say, "No, we're not going to do this. This man's been good, too good to us." Where was that call at? Where was that? And then you know this corruption into the um administration. So I, I I just think he went there thinking it was one way, not realizing it was it was it was not that. I'm looking up something on uh to compare when we talked about um when we talked about earlier, Kent State's coach joining them. They played Georgia earlier this year, number one team in the country. Wow. Uh now here's here's a reference how good that offense is. They came close. They lost thirty nine to twenty two. This is HBCU. We're talking about Kent State. Yeah. They lost thirty nine twenty two. To relate, I'm looking at other ranked opponents right now. Georgia beat Tennessee twenty seven thirteen. Uh, who was somebody else that was ranked? LSU fifty to thirty. That's how close. And I got the stats right here. You're saying comparatively. There we go. Okay, comparatively, total offense. Kent State had two eighty-one yards. That's not. That's damn good for a HBCU. Yeah. Yeah. So I think going forward, I mean, him with Colorado is definitely going to be a, a, a yeah. positive a, a positive thing for them for those young men. And I agree. I think that Colorado State is prepared. And they've done more than show and prove that they are willing to invest in a Deion Primetime Sanders. They, they had so many rules about recruits transfer to that school where you're not accepting credits and this, that, that. The mm-hmm. second Deion came there, all those rules were not the window. Look how many people went in the portal. They see the value oh, yeah. Because now he's the ticket he's sales. Yeah, the ticket sales are going to be through the roof mm-hmm. and all that. And now, he can put these power five schools on, on notice, you know. Okay, come play Colorado. Uh, come play Colorado. I just want to say Jack State um because of him and the whole Nick Saban thing. But he made a valid point in in every sport. I've heard this in basketball too. Uh, they say the only difference between D one and D two is the bigs at the end of the day, which is true because you look at the size and the speed of DBs between D one and D two, same height, same weight. D two, but but then when you talk about the line D two, they got something called the eye test. Um, so the eye test is they just look at you, you know, kind of like when you look at a girl. Well, not is she pretty or she not pretty? They look at a guy. 
are you six seven? Are you this amount of weight? You're not that. You're not even gonna look look that. If I went to college right now and trying to play uh, a lineman, and I said, well, you don't have the height, you don't have the weight. We're not even gonna take you seriously. Plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. Um, which is why St. Francis has sent so many kids there because of that. But it goes back to how we were saying earlier of crabs in a barrel, black on black mentality. You know, we want to see you do good in a black environment. But mm-hmm. if you can't do good, do as well as you can, even if it means you stay stagnant right. and not grow. And I'm and I'm like, no, Slick, if you got to do what you do, get out of there. You know, I never forgot. I don't know what movie I saw. It's like, yo, I never forgot about the hood. I never forgot about this. Matter of fact, it was uh, Uncle Phil, Fresh Prince, the, the, the TV show. And he was like, uh, when Will tried to say something about, oh, you forgot who you were at the center, he was like, you know, Martin Luther King, I walked with them. I heard uh, Al Sharpton speak. I heard this, that, and third. I haven't forgot where I was. Just because I want to do better, you know, doesn't mean I forgot about where I'm where I'm from, you know. It, it, it means I want to grow. I want to provide a future for my people at the end of the day. Now you have a D1 school that black athletes can go to, and they can make a name. Now you're going to pretty soon hear, hey, you know, we drafted this kid from Colorado. Pretty sure you, you or I, or a lot of other people couldn't name the last time you've seen a uh, HBCU player get drafted. Most people you can only remember is is uh, Shannon Sharp. Sharp. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. I think Terrell. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this: knowing the trajectory of a of a you know, a HBC star, Chattanooga. HBCU star, um, who has the ability to go to the pros, who has the ability to do like Dion did, you mm-hmm. know, and go and teach at a Colorado State. So the question then becomes, um, do you stay where you are? Do you, you know, Put it right there, go ahead. So where were we at? You um, said, do you stay? Yeah, do you stay? Do you stay and put up, maybe put, well, see, when you say put up, that's kind of like, you know, already telling Dealing you. Dealing with that. it. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you kind of like stay where you are or do you take the five million? I, I take the five million and depending on how the school treats me, like if Jackson State got in front of the thing and Hey, marching band director, play something, you know, special for him, something good. This and third, okay, you know what? I'm going to help you out a little bit, you know, a little bit with some facilities. Because now, because this thing, let's be honest here. Um, most people know about three HBCUs. That's it. The, the big three, you know, and everything in life is some type of three format. The big three, Howard, Spellman, Morehouse. Now people know about Jackson State. Right. But let me let me stop you there. Let me ask you this. Let me say this first. The reason why people are mad, I know why people are mad. People are mad because they thought Deion Sanders was going to build black excellence. Meaning he was going to stay there and create a dynasty for Jackson State. And that's why people are mad because we um, 
we want to see you struggle one one step at a time as opposed to taking 20 steps. We know so we want black excellence. We want black wealth. We want what we want black Wall Street back. Black people want black Wall Street back. Black people want um to have ownership, right? But that was that's what Deion Sanders represented going to Jackson State. Yeah. He represented ownership. The things he was doing, no one has seen in a long time. And I would take it back to prior when we had Negro Leagues. Yeah. We haven't seen it since then. Yeah. That's what people wanted from Deion Sanders. But here's the thing. They wanted with their mouths. They didn't want it with their hands. They didn't want to get the hands dirty with him. They just said, okay, you build it. And that's the problem with black people, whether it be a, a, a HBCU graduate or whether it be somebody out in the trenches in, in, in North Ave or in Anacostia Southeast. They want you to build it. You got the money, Dion. You got the clout, Dion. You got the resources, Dion. You build it, and I'm just going to step right in there once it's all yeah. done. And when Dion says, you know what? Y'all breaking in my son's car. You know what? Y'all being disrespectful. You know what? I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Oh, I'm sorry, Colorado. I'm putting me first. That's, that's, what, that, that's that, what Dion said. That's the, I'm that's putting the, me first. That's the, hey, and cousin, then, I'm, I've always been your cousin, you know, this and the third. Yeah. Uh, the, what was the movie? The Water Boy, where his father showed up at the end. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I want you to build it, but I'm going to step in. Here's how I know when you've made more disrespectful than that. Yeah. And here's how you know you've, you've really made it black excellence as a brand when white people start to move the goalposts and the rules start to change. Because you remember what happened on Black Wall Street, they get burned down, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Central, not Avenue, Central Park, yeah, Rosewood, oh, and it's yeah. there's a whole map of it. When black people get too high up, the rules start to change. This thing, if he stays there and he builds a dynasty, I guarantee you, NIL rules change, transfer rules change, all of those type of rules change for him. Uh, you brought up the Negro Leagues. I looked this up because I was always curious. They never talked about it. They got a not forty two. But they got another Jackie Robinson movie where you actually see uh, Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson in it. Um, and they were supposed to play the White Leagues, but it was rained out in the, in the movie. So I looked at it. I was like, I wondered, did, was that ever a game? They did the statistics by the number of white all-stars that were in there. You understand black people were dominated. They were dominating up until about seven all-stars. The Negro Leagues had a positive uh, percentage over them. So they were over 500 versus six or less. So when they did Negro Leagues versus one all white all-star, uh, over 500, uh, two all-stars over, three, four, five, six, over uh, what you call it. But when they went to seven, that's where it was, and it was still like 462, you know, you saying four, 46% essentially. Yeah. So what happens when they realize, hey, these Negroes can play? You know what happens then? Hey, let's invite them on our league. Yeah. And then just kind of phase, phase, phase on. That's, yeah. That's the integration. Yeah. So I guarantee you he stays there and he creates a dynasty. But they're, they're to try to find some type of rule or loophole to, hey, you know, coaches can't spend their money building their school up. 
That's it's illegal. You know, if you transfer from D1 to D2, you know, you got to sit out of here. There's there's a certain height and weight requirement for D2 now, you know, because now us little guys, we can't play. I saw uh, uh, some, uh, you know, how they, they, they had the town halls and, 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 and uh, county, the county government, uh, well, the um, city government is there. Well, um, this uh, one government hall, um, and they live. They were live recording. They were upset because um, the HBCUs were um, uh, not. Um, they were not um, uh, 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 playing ball, quote unquote. It's, as far as not playing ball, but they were not. Um, they were not friendly to these other PWIs when it comes to um, allowing them to not recruit the way that they were recruiting. But the problem was black students were not coming to the PWIs. They would rather go to this other PWI. And the lady from the, the, the HBCU, and I wish I could remember the name of the school she represented it, she said, the reason why our kids come to us is because they know that we care about them. Yeah. It's not because you don't have this and you don't have that. It's because, bottom line, they know push come to shove, we're really here for them. Whereas, you know, you're more concerned with your bottom line. Um, and I, you know, they, they, just, they just felt like that, even though they um, understand they're all, all they all care about is their numbers. You know, they want to have a certain number of black students coming in, right? Because it affects, you know, government um, funding and things of that nature. Right. And um, that's all they care about. They don't care about, you know, who you are or, you know, your situation or how to, you know, whatever your goals are to get you to where you need to get in life. They'd rather, you know, have you come in and figure it out and then in four years when it's time to graduate if you ain't got it yet then who cares right they um no you're exactly right i mean they interviewed nick saban about all the players transferring and his response was honestly we that means we have to do a, a better job of creating relationships with the players mm-hmm. and he didn't blame it on nobody else and, and i ended up finding the statistics uh for the negro leagues versus zero to three all-stars they were 750. um Percentage wins four to six, six or five, uh, seven or more all stars. They were 456. Now, when they played the teams, if they played uh, major league teams, uh, they finished nine and five, uh, where they had four to six superstars on them. Um, when they played major league teams with seven plus, they were 442. So, total, you're saying versus major leaguers, four to six uh, members. 615 percentage seven or more 451 which means if you give them the right tools how dangerous they could be but um yeah so it's all about having the right tools and knowing how to use them yeah because lord knows if if you gave us you know why soccer isn't dominated by black people outside of football and basketball being popular it costs so much to play it costs so much for training my girl has a friend who's a uh, soccer. She runs her own soccer program in this area. She was like, "Oh, 
you can make a killing because it's you don't got to worry about concussions or anything like that. But, you know, um, her team's so dominant. She tells the parent, hey, this is what I expect. And from a coach's perspective, I completely understand. So, hey, this is what I expect right. from them. But uh, we're going to stop right there, and we'll be right back talking about these NDAs. Welcome back. Welcome back to Umbrella Brothers. Phil is on vacation right now. So you got KG here with Mr. Derek Drake. We already talked about Dion leaving for JSU. And let's talk about Lloyd Harvey's $1 million NDA. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Lori Harvey, uh, in order to date her, you need to sign a non-disclosure agreement. And if you discuss, well, I shouldn't say if you break up, but when you break up, because um, Lori Harvey, uh, you know, we're just looking at the history of things. Um, she practices hypergamy. Yeah. Um, so when you break up, you know, um, you have to pay. Well, should you decide to speak about the relationship? You know, that's a breach of the non-disclosure agreement. That's a million dollars. If you have, you ever wondered why? Um, uh, what's her last relationship? The guy. Um, Future. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. If you ever wondered why Michael B. Jordan does not discuss the details of the relationship, uh, partially, partially, he is a private person when it comes to, you know. That's true. He also had to be. Uh, he also had to sign the NDA. No, I didn't. Yeah, he had to sign the NDA. Um, and it's now that it's public knowledge. I mean, we could say, yeah, Michael um, B. Jordan is a very private person, which he has, you know, on, you know, when he has been in a relationship, he has, that is proven to be true because he doesn't discuss his relationships. Um, but I just think this is interesting to note. And I'm not, by any means, um, I think it's a good thing um, for Lori Harvey to have a non-disclosure agreement. And um, the reason why, you know, obviously, you know, it's her business. Yeah. These relationships are business. When you're dealing with a Lori Harvey, you're not dating, um, you know, you know, a casual person. This is not your everyday. First of all, she's gorgeous, you know, and she comes with wealth and she's got Steve Harvey. So she's got money, beauty, and she's got, you know, the right connections. So, she has, in my opinion, you know, and businesses, so she has, in my opinion, every right to have that. My thing is this, as men in 2023, why aren't we moving like Lori Harvey? I think, I think some are, but the thing is, they don't, they got to get the lawyers she has to enforce those rules because I, I sincerely believe okay. that they have women okay. sign these NDAs, okay. but then these women come out and say, "Oh, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna say that, et cetera, et cetera." But here's the thing: let's 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 remove the whole NDA out of the equation. Lori Harvey is dating with a purpose, right? And she is very much a businesswoman. Yeah. Why? Now you know, of course, my <laughs> myself. I'm not going to go out there and have every woman I'm in a relationship sign an NDA for a million dollars. That's that's a little bit too excessive for me. 
you know, knowing my I'm energetic. You know, that's what she has. I'm looking at it right now. They say included her male friends, not just dating, male friends have to sign it too. Right. So like, but this is the thing. I'm not saying that that's going to be, you know, something that I would engage in, at least not at, at, at right now in, in, in my stage in life. But there's things that I can be doing to be treating my relationships a little bit more professionally. For example, um, uh, I'm not just going to be uh, spending my time uh, uh, with certain women or certain uh, guys, I would even say, as friends. So I feel like just like we were talking about, your woman is a reflection of you. Yeah. So are your friends. Now it's cool to just have, you know, homies here, 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 and there, and there. But the time that you spend is very valuable. Time is worth more. Time is money. Your time is your money. Lori Harvey understands that. A woman like Lori Harvey knows what time is because, first of all, a woman knows as the, as the clock ticks. You know, they got biology going on with them, things of that nature. So us as men, it works a little in reverse. If you think about it, our time needs to be spent building our value. So if we're building our value, we're in the same circles of people who are doing the same thing, then I feel like that's one way that we are um, following along with that 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 format that she has right we're building value we'll we're like right now us being here we're um having the conversation people are listening to this conversation they're understanding hey it's more to it let's get to it what do you have to lose let's get yeah. to it you know let's <laughs> let's let's put away those you know what were we saying? You know, without being too graphic on here, you know the the direct the, the the D and B conversation. Yeah. You know, um, you know, let's 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 take it to the next level. I agree. Let's take it to the next level. Let's go out here and build a skill. Let's go out here and get certified. Let's go out here and get our money up. Let's go out here and do all of these things. Let's build wealth. Because time is waiting for no one. And that is true. It's not. It's not waiting for anyone. Now, it, yeah, I like to have a good time as next as, as much as the next person. But at some point, I look at a good time as me being in the Mal, in the Maldives somewhere, yeah, or Dubai somewhere. That to me is a great time. You know, I I can you know what I was doing when I I don't want to be. And this is for you know you know you know the listener. Think about this. You you know you're 21. I don't I don't know your, your demographics. But if you're 21 to 34, you don't want to be doing the same thing you was doing 10, 20 years ago. You're telling the truth. Um, with with doing that is knowing your value and creating something on it now. When we say know your value, because it's going to be a lot of people, oh, wow, you know, my value is this, my value is that. Let me explain something to you. And I'm pretty sure you've heard this quote before. You've seen the 1001 Toyota commercials. Have you ever seen the Lamborghini commercial, Rolls Royce commercial? Absolutely not. They know the value. Value speaks, you know. That's the difference between confidence and arrogance, you know. 
arrogance speaks. Confidence doesn't have. I don't have to speak. You know, I'm confident in myself. I'm confident in my ways. You know, I don't have to speak. If I'm a professional athlete, yeah, I'm, let me get the let me get an NDA. Let me get every woman I deal with because it also says that she went to the same lawyer that uh, Drake did. They get the NDA and whatnot. Yeah, you need to sign this before I deal with you, and I will sue you for everything you have if that's the case. Absolutely. You know, she feels that like she's valuable and she doesn't want her pictures and all that out there, which I think mm-hmm. is just incredibly smart right. on her part. Like you were saying that's earlier, and I was saying about it. She you don't have to, she doesn't want to have to worry about any pictures. Stories, it. no crazy look at look at what happened with Meg Stallion and those stories coming out of court. Oh yeah, that's it. Can you imagine like a Lori Harvey is smarter than not you know, I don't you know Yeah Lori's smart, okay. She knows what a bad story can do to the image because her image is her brain, you know. So if you're dealing with so let me ask you, are you dealing with and this is for your people out there? Are you dealing with a Lori Harvey or Harvey, or are you dealing with a Meg Thee Stallion? I like that. I'm a I'm a hold on to that. Um, Definitely. Think about yeah. it. Are you dealing with you know you got you got to go in court and talk about half of Hollywood that done hit it, or are you smart enough to monetize off of you know what you know in the long run is going to be in your best benefit? Because I want to be around people who understand their work. I'm gonna tell you another one before I, you know, cause we don't wrap up soon. Yeah. But like, I had on my show, um, uh, my Instagram show, um, uh, at Drake Consulting LLC, is, is, uh, I have a show called the, um, the Live Stream Topic where we discuss real estate. And there was a young lady on the show. Um, if you go through there, you probably see her. It's very beautiful. And this woman, she is a real estate investor. She has a property management company. She's got uh, uh, the, the family is a real estate investment. Um, is you know uh, has been in her father and her you know the rest of her her siblings has been in it for for many years. Um, she has um, she's a landlady, so on and so forth. You know, etc. So uh, <laughs> uh, she told me the next interview that I would do she wants to be compensated right mm-hmm. um and so i'm not going to disclose the amount yeah but i told her had a problem i reached out to her um her assistant who told me and we had that conversation so then i said to her i appreciate you know a woman who knows her worth yes and so i think that's all it boils down to can you put a dollar amount That's very smart. I mean, can, it's a, yeah. Can, 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 so ask, ask, go home. I get it. Look, everyone listening to this podcast, all you, all you fellas out there, go home. And when you go home to your lady, if you're going home to your lady, or if you, you know, you know, you, you don't live with your lady the next time you talk to her, right? See if she can put a dollar amount on it. It's funny that you should mention that. I think of uh Patrice O'Neill's uh stand up when he when he did that sketch and he asked a woman, um, if you got into an accident, uh had to get a hysterectomy, had your whole, you know, pulled out or whatnot, how would you keep a man? Um and they said simple things, you know, oh, give him head, stuff like that, you know, butt butt stuff and all. But it was like 
as much as you hate men putting a dollar amount or value amount on, on that, that's all you did was list yourself a series of holes. And none of, he was like, none of y'all said, I would learn to play video games, maybe become a better chef, you know, mm-hmm. other tasks, you know. I understand it could be a possibility that another woman comes in based on his age, but you never said anything that he likes, mm-hmm. you know. So what do you listen to yourself as but a series of holes? And, my, and honestly, when you look at Lori Harvey, you know the guy she's dated and talked mm-hmm. to. But look at the list. But the thing is, you don't hear anything about it. Whereas mm-hmm. when you listen to Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. got videos, movies out. You hear people talking about her on their podcast. Um, make the stallion. I would even say like 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 see what the Kim Kardashian. It's, it's a little it's a little different. Oh yeah, not that very. You know this. You know, yeah, you got that. Um, you know what, what is she? Um, Armenian. Armenian. Yeah. You know? And you know you got those kind of you know things going on. But when you look at, you know, my sisters out there, um, for all you sisters that listen, you know, can you put a dollar amount on it? Or are you a list of, are you, a, you know, as you say, a series of three holes? Very true. Uh, it, it, it takes me back to a joke I heard uh, where a guy said, hey, miss, would you uh, sleep with me for 80 million? She was like, you know, yeah, yeah I, I would. So, okay, well, what about $8? She's like, I don't know what type of girl do you think I am. He was like, you know, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I understand in Portugal, I just need to find a range. Of, you know, it's, like okay, so what you say is like, okay, you wouldn't sleep with eighty. You sleep with me for eighty, but you wouldn't sleep with me for eight dollars. What number would you accept? In the yeah. Now. And then now she's probably like, hmm. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Is can you make a woman think? Um, yeah. Would you sign Lori's uh India the deal with her? Uh if Lori wanted me to sign an NDA, I would sign the NDA because I know that um in a, being in a relationship with Lori Harvey is going to do one thing for certain and that gives you clouded up. If that's your goal, yeah. Um... So for one, um it's a business. All right. She, she, that's what I'm saying. When Lori treats it like it's, it is a, it is a business for her. It is. And to an extent, everybody that's dating her, it's a business for them as well. So I, that's why I'm saying, that's the whole thing. Reason why I'm saying, you know, if we dated more, like it was a business, you know, I think we dated a little, we dated a little bit off of feelings. You know, we want to feel, you know, we expect a person when you start talking about dating, and you're talking about, oh, I feel this and I feel that. And my emotions got me running. It, it to, it's, it's, it's not concrete. It's, it's fluid. It's, it's, yeah. You know, it's like potential. Like potential to me is like the, 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 the weakest thing out there in the world. What's potential when it's wasted? Very true. Um, if I'm coming to the game right now, you know, and I'm just getting up there. I understand signing the NDA. However, if... I've already made a name for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not signing anything to, to date or be friends with somebody because I feel like if I'm established, you know my mouth doesn't run. Mm-hmm. I listened to a guy on TikTok. Uh, I don't know if I sent it to you um, where he talked about circle for one. We got six chairs in the room. He was like, I tell each of those six people something different. So now I know if I told you I like to eat uh, – Chips on Fridays, 
and somebody else comes with you that information, hey, I know I told you that, and only that. Now I know you can't be trusted with simple information. Um, what's his name? Uh, rapper, I think it was Fat Joe, who said he brought everybody down in the room that in his entourage. He said he didn't have it anymore. You know, and he was like, out of those people, the 50 people that was there, about six people said, what do you need? I got you. He was like, and I kept those six people in my life. And everybody else, I just dropped out. But if I'm an athlete and all that, I completely understand, look, you got to have an NDA to be around me. I don't need this. I don't need that. A few years ago, Kevin Durant and Stephen A. Smith got into it because um, Stephen A. Smith said he heard some stuff um, from Kevin's camp. And Kevin's like, I didn't tell nobody in my camp this, so I don't know where you heard it from. That's the type of stuff I want to avoid. I'm not for that. He said, she said, look, call me up if you want. If you want to know what I'm thinking when I feel. If I say I don't know, I, this and the third, then so be it. But I'm not trying to be be around people or have foolishness around who all oh, they tell every single thing I, I did and this and the third. Well, yeah, you know, I like right Twix. And now you got all left Twix, you know. No, he hates left Twix. You know, something's wrong with him. You know, he said he hates Snickers walls too. No, no, no. It's, it's hey, I just said this. And I think because we lack Society lacks uh, conversational maturity, and that's something I'm, I'm big on. We got to talk about that one day. Conversational maturity. Absolutely. What typically happens is people um, people don't understand. I can say I like right twists. That doesn't mean I hate left twists or anything like that. But people all might assume that. Now, certain things, yeah, no matter what, it just, you know, that's going to sound like that. But uh, that being said, um, I think it was a great topic. Thank you for uh, absolutely. Man. Thank you for yeah, coming on here. Yeah. You know, um, really want to uh, thank you for having me on. Um, you know, we want to uh, definitely have to collab again because uh, you know I feel like us brothers, um, and um, you know, especially I, I, I look at spaces like this, you know, as a good opportunity, you know. We talk about a lot of the major guys that were doing it, like a Kevin, you know, we Same, talk about yeah. Fresh and Fit, we talk about all those guys. This is just like another extension of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can get there one day as famous as them, you know. MTR is a, uh, I'm big on MTR, him. MTR, yeah. Yeah, mediocre, mediocre tutorials and reviews. Um, it's a lot of the guys out there, you know, having these conversations. But uh, anything you want to plug in? You said that you were – uh, you do your your uh, podcast? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you can catch me on Instagram at Drake Consulting LLC. It's, um, I do a show every Saturday at 10. Um, this Saturday, uh, tomorrow, actually, I'm having on uh, Laura Noir. She is the um, branch manager for Nations Lending. It's going to be an interesting conversation. If you're interested in real estate investing, check me out on um, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, um, my TikTok is uh, Derek, at Derek Strip, and uh, yeah. All right, thank you. All right, y'all, you have a good one, and we'll be seeing Phil when he's back from his vacation. <laughs>